What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Rogue Opinions, and my name, as always, is Nathan. It's WrestleMania week. Scott, you excited? Scott's here. Yay! <laughs> Give me the green light, because I'm ready to go. Is that the last WrestleMania you watched, Nathan? Because I don't use a tentative and out of wrestling. It's the last one that I know. Oh, no, the last year's theme was uh, Blinding Lights, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't even know what this year's WrestleMania theme is. It's not as fun. But yeah, it's it's WrestleMania week. We need to preview WrestleMania, and the only two people available to do this legitimately, not to peel back the curtain too much, is Scott, who knows everything that's going on, and me, who is reading the card on Wikipedia for the first time. The most vital source of information we have. Yeah, I mean we can't we can't tell these people listening anything that they don't already know. Yeah, sure. because uh, it's been a while since we actually talked about anything current in the world of wrestling. Because I think last time we talked uh, like when Jimmy was with us talking about wrestling, I think it was shortly after Bobby Lashley. One of the WWE t- I don't even think that was a wrestling pod. We just brought up at the start that Blackley had won the title. Yeah, that's pretty. That's uh, that's pretty cool. I knew he won the title uh, mm-hmm. from from the Miz, mostly because the Miz is my little brother's favorite wrestler. <laughs> uh, he loves the Miz, and uh, he was super annoyed about it. <laughs> so there we are. Fair enough. <laughs> now the Miz is relegated to a tag match against a bunny and a priest. <laughs> There's like an episode of Father Ted. It does, doesn't it? It sounds like when they went when they went on Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh now I want to see Mesa Morrison's cover of my lovely lovely homework. <laughs> 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 the commentary and Corey, Corey goes like, I think they need to cut that sex fellow. Ah. <laughs> uh, Oh, good time. So, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's cool to see Bobby Lashley is WWE champion. I guess. I presume the guy deserves it. He gets us closer to Bobby V. Brock. Potentially. I mean, he's, he's talked about it in interviews, but he's been talking about it in interviews for, like, for years. But I don't even think Bobby versus like Brock even needs a title. This is a case of. Here's two tough lads who have competed in the UFC. Let's watch them battle each other. He's like, Bobby Lashley has a better record overall than Brock does, and obviously you can you can use that against him because I don't really think in a legit fight Bobby Lashley could probably hold his own against Lesnar. I guess so. Didn't Bobby Lashley? He did his MMA. I don't I don't know anything about MMA, uh, but didn't he do it in like a lower? division of UFC or something. Yeah, he was in Bellator, which I think is, I think it's basically the TNA to <laughs> UFC WWE. I mean, like, mid-2010 TNA, not how it is now, when it's not even called TNA. But, even, so there you go, you got an issue, like, I was, I've got a better record than you. Yeah, but you did it in a lesser, like, UFC company and all that, or it took you this long to win the WWE title, I won it my first year. Now you've got so much ammunition that they can throw at each other. You know, I think 
I kind of want Brock to come back soon, mainly because I want to see what happens if he gets paired with with, with uh, sorry with Heyman or Heyman sticks with Roman, and that means for the first time since I think since like his first month of his comeback, we get Brock on his own. Yeah, I mean Brock on his own isn't that different to. I guess it's just no Paul Heyman promo. Instead, it's just Brock coming out and beating people up. Mm-hmm. So he has to be at the venue for less time. That probably worked for him. Yeah, I think the other day someone was posting that it was a, exactly a year since Drew won the title from Brock, which means it's been over a year since we've seen Brock Lesnar on TV, which I think is the longest period we've not seen him since he's returned in 2012. Yeah, surprised he's not WWE champion. <laughs> Careful, you'll you'll do what he did in 2019. I'll randomly pull back up again at Money in the Bank and win that. That'd be really funny. I'd, I'd actually be into that. Mate. I think about it, you know, the Brock Party 2.0. <laughs> that would be pretty great, but I guess let's. Are we just going to run down the card starting with night one? Or do you want to talk about you were saying before we start recording that this SmackDown's got some WrestleMania content? Yeah, the 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 Wikipedia doesn't even mention that about the the SmackDown matches, but apparently they want to do like three and a half to four hours each night, which means if you watch to put them in context, uh, and the thing it would take you to watch both uh, nights of WrestleMania, you could watch the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League twice. <laughs> I still haven't watched. I'm actually watching it this weekend. I watched it, it's pretty good. Yeah, I've, heard a, I've heard a lot of good things. I think but, everyone should just watch uh, Godzilla v King Kong now. I've been meaning to watch that as well. Just just but, watch that. So much to do. Watch that I've, instead I've, I've, of WrestleMania. <laughs> you heard it first. What's even the point of running down this card? If you're just going to watch Godzilla or Justice League anyway, <laughs> over <laughs> here. <laughs> yes, Smackdown. They've moved these two matches to the WrestleMania because they want to save on time. Apparently, well, they're not doing a kickoff on night one because they said that, given that there are going to be fans in Raymond James Stadium, they're treating the the first entrance in front of fans in over a year as a big deal. And so I'm assuming they're like, well, we're not having one on night one. But let's not have a. Kickoff <laughs> oh my match. god! You know what the first entrance in front of a crowd is going to be, right? Shane McMahon. Yeah, it's going to be Shane McMahon, isn't it? I, I think it is. <laughs> well, it's not going to be fucking Tamina, is it? <laughs> I fucking hope not. But cause there are a couple of matches you think if they did do a kickoff show, this would be on it. But yeah, <laughs> these two matches probably would have been on the kickoff anyway. But given they're not doing kickoffs, they put it on one SmackDown a WrestleMania edition, uh, which to try and make it seem like WrestleMania is a three day event, which it isn't. But it's going to be a four-way match for the SmackDown uh, tag team titles. It's going to be the, the Dirty Dogs, spelled D-A-W-G, uh, Dolph Ligger and Robert Roode defending against Street Profits, uh, Chad Gable and Otis, God. and uh, Ronald, Ronald Ray Mysterio and Dominic. I think I call him Ronald because I'm pretty sure they call him that. I'm called Autoholic. So a four-way match for the tag titles. And the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal is on the SmackDown Give, give your thoughts on the, the, these two matches while I try and quickly pull up who's in the Battle Royal. Give me, give you my thoughts on the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> I mean, 
I don't care about the battle royale. I've got nothing to say about that. But uh, tag time match, it'll probably be good if they if they give it time. Like you got some cool people in there. I can't say I'm going to watch it. Uh, hearing that Dolph Ziggler is currently SmackDown Tag Team Champion made me vomit. And uh, and uh, yeah, I feel I'm sure Rey Mysterio is thrilled that he signed a new contract. Mm-hmm. I. Uh... I'm 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 sure this is set for the Street Profits to regain the tag titles because like I remember me and Jimmy sitting here at the Survivor Series review after we got through sitting on you. You see know what you did. Uh, we talked about how big a deal it was that the Street Profits beat the New Day and how this meant big things for them and then like I just won the final episodes of the year, uh, they lost to Ziggler and Roots and then the tag titles disappeared. So you developed randomly the assistant Adam Pierce and is for some reason refusing to give them a title shot. Oh, we've got other teams to get a title shot. You've got two, and neither of them have challenged the titles between now and between then and now. So you clearly don't, Sonia, you big liar. So and Otis and Chad Gable are a team. Yeah, weirdly, like they're called the Alpha Academy because Chad's been uh, trying to cha- train Otis uh, in more technical wrestling or something like that. <laughs> and then, you know, we're all team nepotism. Uh, Rey Mysterio and Dominic. Uh, I've got the, <laughs> I have got the uh, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal participants here. Okay, you uh, you read off the list, uh, and I'll I'll rate their chances of winning out of ten as we go. Uh, with ten being like their guess, like gonna ten win being one, they're so probably going to win. One being why bother? Akira Tozawa. One. Angel Garza. One. Cedric Alexander. Two. Drew Gulak. One. Elias. Three. Eric from the Viking Raiders. <laughs> Minus two. <laughs> Grand Metalik. <laughs> Zero. Humberto Carrillo. I don't even know who that is. Uh, two. It gets better. It gets better for later on. That's true. Uh, Gun- the artist formerly known as Gunner, Texas Raker. <laughs> who? The big guy, him from the Forgotten Son, who's a racist. Oh, the racist guy. Okay. Uh, six. I hear you're a racist now, Riker. Jay <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Seven. Callisto. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Minus ten. King Corbin. Oh, King Corbin's going to get a nine. Lindsay Dorado. <laughs> Zero. Mace, a.k.a. Dio Madden, him from Retribution. <laughs> Jesus. One. Murphy. Murphy? Oh, Buddy Murphy. Uh, he's, no, he's, he's no longer your buddy guy. Okay, five. Uh, Mustafa Ali. Ooh, they like Mustafa Ali. I'm going to give him an eight. Ricochet. Also eight. Shelton Benjamin. Three. Uh, I'm going to skip over uh, the this next one. I'll come back to him because I think he's most likely to win it. Uh, Slapjack. 
fucking hell, what's the name? I forgot about him. Uh, two. T-Bar. <laughs> Zero. Tucker. Sorry, Tucker, you're getting a zero. And the final participant, Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh my word, Shinsuke. Uh, nine. Poor I think, Shinsuke. But with the exception of Shinsuke, uh, Corbin and Jey Uso, if you took those, those three out and put R-Truth in, you could have this as a battle royale for the 24-7 title. <laughs> I'm surprised he's not there, but I'm presuming he's going to be all over the place doing 24-7 stuff. Logan like, Paul's going to win the 24-7 title, isn't he? Yep, Logan Paul's going to win it. Hulk Hogan's going to win it. Uh, Titus O'Neil is going to win it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind Titus winning it. You know, he's the first ever champion, people forget. And he's also, uh, he's also the 2020 uh, Warrior Award winner for his charity work. Okay, if we, if we, I mean, yeah, that, it's, it's a great honour from the WWE if you ignore <laughs> a, a lot of it. <laughs> but uh, no, you you always see Titus. You probably still do if you follow it. Like he's always doing charity stuff, so that's well deserved. It's kind of like he's going to go down more for his charity work than his wrestling, certainly. Uh, but he's a great. He's he's obviously a great humanitarian. And he's friends with Dave Batista. Mm-hmm. Which tops his honours list. So I think we're agreed it's going to be Jey Uso or Shinsuke winning that battle royal has to be. Who was the guy you skipped over? I skipped over Shinsuke because uh, I was reading them um, in order as I had them on the page. Oh, okay. I, was not ending, I was not ending with Tucky. Yeah, that is a shite battle royal, isn't it? It's like when you used to have a battle royal... Back in like 2009, SmackDown, there would be like a battle royal, and it would be just a load of nobodies. You'd be like Rico, Charlie Huss, Hardcore Holly, and then it would be like Kane and Carly. <laughs> just like... I remember. Do you remember the I battle remember... royal when Carly won the title? Oh, don't get me started <laughs> on that. Kane was <laughs> the Rumble on Contender to Edge who vacated the title. Why didn't you put it on him, SmackDown? Oh, Cali held it upside down as well. So uh, we, we, we'd be remiss whilst we were on the Hall of Fame ceremony if we didn't talk about Kane going into the Hall of Fame. Oh. You excited? I had an erection for a week. Yeah, you got you got you you painted little little flames on your dick. <laughs> <laughs> Just ready for it. It's tonight at time of recording. Yeah. Uh, I think the 2020 portion is like an hour and a half, as is the 2021 uh, version. So I'm going to try and watch them tomorrow at some point if I have any free time. But like, I struggle getting through the Hall of Fame like the best of times. So it's been pre-recorded, so it's apparently been heavily edited down. Like, which is wise because got a great Cali as an inductee. You can't have him do a live speech. He'll be worse than Hellbilly Jim. Who's inducting Cali? Is it Davari? I think they're not even doing inductees anymore. Well, not no. for this one. They just have it go through and they're doing video packages and then throw to them. Have you seen the full class for this year, for 2021? Nope. It's also 2020 to remain people. It's no longer Batista, he pulled out in just getting one a different year. So he got 
when you got NWO, uh, the Bella Twins, the British Bulldog, Jason uh, Thunder Liger, I may be missing somebody. Uh, the celebrity inductee for 2020 is William Shatner. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because it was Star Wars Day yesterday. He's Star, Star Wars? Trek. Sorry, Star Trek. Star Wars Day is on May the 4th. Star Wars Day is on May the 4th. Don't get me fucking started here, Nathan. I hear what you're doing. I won't get you started. So, I don't want to talk about fucking Star Wars. So, like, so Shatner, he also appears, I guess, to us where he did, like, readings of wrestler theme songs, like he did to Sean Nicholson. He goes, I'm just a sexy boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, apparently, that's good. I'm taking all of him. You got Titus as the Warrior Award winner. I think that's everybody from 2020. And 2021 class is Molly Holly. Nice. Eric Bishop. Ooh. Yeah, according to Xbox, originally they were going to do a thing with a 2020 induction ceremony where they surprised Eric and said, by the way, you're coming in with us as well. Which a lot of people said he should have been, but then decided, like, it's probably best we didn't do that and let him go in on his own. Fair enough. Can't hate on uh, that. You got Kali, Kane, RVD, uh, I can't remember his name, but it's apparently some long-time employees getting the Warrior Award for 2021, and the 2021 uh, celebrity is Ozzy Osbourne. Do they have to have a celebrity? Because apparently they do, because uh, I think uh, you do. he was a guest host one time, and also he was in the British Bulldogs corner at WrestleMania 2 when they won the tag titles, and just they went to him, they interviewed him after, and he just yelled quite loudly, British Bulldogs forever. I don't think he knew where the fuck he was. I doubt he ever knows where he probably doesn't know where he is now. Like I remember the remember he cameos in a, an episode of CSI Vegas and he's being interviewed in the show and uh, the guy who's playing the, the interviewer says to him like, Oh I thought I actually met you after one of your shows in nineteen seventy six. Do you remember? He goes, Like uh, I met you once after one of your shows in nineteen seventy six. He goes, I don't remember that. But well, you don't remember the show? I don't remember nineteen seventy six. <laughs> oh well, well done, everyone. Well deserved. Apart yeah. from Ozzy Osbourne and William Shatner and Carly. Oh, don't be horrible. I think Carly should definitely go in. Mm-hmm. But 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 like the standards of the WWE Hall of Fame, Carly is going to be in there. Apparently, according to the Bell, is their their speech was heavily edited down. So I think obviously they are open a as well hopefully try and be shorter than usual, most all of them. But like, I'm, I say give it a couple of years. Bad Bunny is going in, and I think he's actually one of the more deserving given so far. He's going to have a match at Mania, and he's been twenty four seven champion. And I think he appeared on with the belt on SNL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely going to go in. But uh, I hope we don't. I hope. Like, we don't end up with loads of moaning then because people's speeches are going to be edited down to fit the hour and a half so everyone gets a bit of time. Which means, of course, that means everyone's going to then have a little bitch about how short speeches were. uh, Apparently, I think Kelly Liger and Ozzy Osbourne all did their speeches via Sally. Everybody else was was there. I think it's also been pre-recorded. So... I think for Liger, like especially like getting coming from Japan or going into Japan, you need like two yeah. week quarantine when you get there. So for him, it's probably not worth it. Just on the network, 
like because this is presumably going on the network live and then on peacock or whatever so maybe they could just release like the full version like a director's cut like Zack snyder's wwe hall of fame <laughs> which means it's I all think, in black and white 20 percent is slow motion i think uh, it's probably not worth complaining it's you know, getting cut down because like the hall of fame's long enough as i mean We've got two nights of Mania, we've got two nights of NXT TakeOver, we've got the SmackDown, we've got this, we had Raw the other night. I struggle when it's just just watching NXT Mania and the Raw after Mania most years. My sleeping pattern is fucked for the next week. I don't know what I'm going to do the next couple of weeks or so, because I've started a new job and I'm trying to get into a sleeping pattern for that, so I'm constantly like awake for it. And then I've got this shit to deal with. Speaking of watching WrestleMania, night one, uh, I won't be doing anything. I might, might stay up and watch it, don't know. Night two, I'll be on uh, Project Dit's live stream for a bit. Watching. Also, if you want to come to watch along night two of WrestleMania with us, head over to Project Dit's on Twitch. I'll be there for a bit. Awesome. Apparently he's got a drinking game planned. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I probably should have researched that beforehand. Uh, oh, but yeah. Yeah, it should be should be fun for a bit. So if you if you guys want to stop by, that's at Project DITS. Uh, only night two though. Night one will be crap because I won't be there. <laughs> the thing I'll mention this one last thing about the whole thing before we move on. Like I remember like when people were speculating who's going to go in next, and some people said Kane, and I was I just said I said at the time I didn't believe it because I thought oh they'll probably want to put Taker in before Kane, and then literally that's it, become my thing that I'm the Kane guy because. So many people messaged me when the Kane thing was announced. They say, like, if somebody checked on Scott, is he okay? Like, and I think what the, everybody's gathering this is next year they want to go back to Texas, and maybe that's where Undertaker goes in, because he's from Texas. Yeah, when, as soon as I saw, like, I think I saw it a lot later than everyone else, but when I saw, like, the video from whatever that WWE show's called, where Taker told him he was going into the Hall of Fame I did instantly think of you which really takes away from Kane's moment because it's like as soon as Kane does anything I'm like oh I hope Scott's seen this (laughs) 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 it just shows how well you know how well you know me I can't wait till Jinder goes into the Hall of Fame I know maybe if they did do inducting speeches it should have been Jinder who inducted Charlie uh, anyway, before this podcast goes across two nights, uh, yeah. Right. So as we as we said, we this isn't one of those gimmick things where someone will pretend. That I don't know why any of these matches are happening. Uh, apart from Bad Bunny, I can take a guess because there was that bit in the Royal Rumble. Lashley mm-hmm. v Drew is pretty obvious. Most of them are kind of obvious. There's a few in there, but also. Not going to dive into detail on too many of the matches because a lot of them I don't think sound interesting, but Scott will be the judge of that. Uh, Scott is here for context, so we're going to go in Wikipedia order from what they are perceiving to be opener to main event. Night one, April 10. Uh, It's a tag team turmoil, apparently. It's some real makeshift teams, unless I'm wrong. It's Lana and Naomi. Are they actually a team? Uh, yes, they have been for a while. I mean, I think it was a tag match with them that we had the whole my whole incident. Oh, the Nia Jackson. Okay, 
we have Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, who's only quality for being a team, is they're both blonde and muscular, so that's why they're a team. Okay. Uh, the Riot Squad are back. Yeah, they've been back for, for ages. I forgot they were a thing. Okay. And uh, the team that nobody asked for, Natalia and Timina. That is the most boring team in the world. Like, Natalia is a fantastic wrestler, but she's not interesting. And Tamina mm. is not interesting. This Natalia's looks, been around this for more than looks trash. Natalia's been around for more than a decade, and she's had the same. She turned heel and face. She's almost a female big show, and like at least three times when she's turned heel, it's been for the same reason that I've been here for so long. I've mentored some of these women, and I get passed over. And you get passed over because you can't cut a promo to save your fucking life. Like, I remember when me and Paul watched all the old wrestling shows uh, and we see any member of the Hart family involved that isn't Owen Hart, we always think, was Owen Hart adopted? Because Owen Hart is so much more charismatic than any other member of the Hart family. She's female Dolph Ziggler to me. Like, they're both fabulous wrestlers, but they're so not interesting in any way, shape or form. And their only character is they've been here for ages. Like, it's, it's boring. Or, yeah, this doesn't look interesting. Are we making predictions as we go? Hey, Ian, sorry, our prediction it doesn't have to be your special prediction. I'm sure we'll do some sort of prediction thing amongst ourselves. We will. Hey, you know, as we usually do. We're going to probably have to work out the details for that. But I don't think this will be I the think there's only one. Think that, from what you've said, there's only one winner here. I think Wikipedia is actually accurately build them with the bottom one being the least important and the top one being the most important, which is yeah. how it should be. Although I don't think, I think the match that's listed after this should be the opener and not this, because this is basically taking the place of the Women's Battle Royal. So instead of that Uterus trophy, they get a tie title show. I think Lana and Naomi are going to win. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Because yeah. like, I want the women's titles to be good, you know. They've announced they brought in NXT women's titles, which already seem more like prestigious because you had well, they were awarded to Raquel and Dakota, who apparently were meant to win those titles at the Dusty Cup, but they weren't ready in time. That's why they had that, that match with Nia and Shayna that me and Jimmy hated. Uh, but then they got awarded the titles, lost in the same night to Ember and Shotzi, who are defending them against Indy Hartwell and Candice on night two of Stand and Deliver. And I already care more about those belts than these WWE ones because it's obvious going to be like because now and Shayna randomly become the most dominant tag team in the business. They've beaten Sasha Banks and Bianca on pay per view twice. They just randomly been beating people, even though their whole storyline when they got together was they couldn't get along. Now they can get along, and Reginald's with them. They've made me hate Reginald, which I hate them for. And like they have to also this run of dominance, they have to lose on night two to whoever wins this. This turmoil, but there's only one winner, as you said, and it's Lana and Naomi. And uh, I like Naomi. Lana should not win a title, especially not at WrestleMania. I don't care that you were bullied. This podcast is going to be so long if that was your rant about a match that you don't care about. It's just so pish. Like <laughs> I don't care. You put you put you put Nia through a table already. I thought the storyline was over. Why are you still here? I mean, we're at the White Riot Squad winning and then going on to win the title. 
potatoes. Night two is the best case scenario. And it's probably not the one they're going to give us. Cesaro versus Seth Rollins is, <laughs> is next. I, I have nothing to say. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but, I mean, this looks great on paper. But uh, this is just going to be a great wrestling match. So I don't know if there's a lot, really. Seth has I mean, nice suits. And Cesaro no, has a lot does. of tearaway suits. Seth does not have nice suits. Yeah, well, when I say that, like they're they're interesting. They're clearly nice. They're clearly expensive. But like, I mean, it gives him character for once. If Seth wants to waste his money on those suits, that's his business. He's become a dad, uh, and then he's done what a lot of men do, which is just at random points in their life. So, you know, I'm going to start collecting something. Like, and for a lot of men, it ends up being like trains or football shirts. But Seth has more money. So his, his new thing to show that he's not becoming like slowing down and becoming like a dad is, uh, is that he's collecting suits. Remember how often in 2019 there were stories coming out about people getting annoyed about something Seth Rollins said on Twitter? And so I think the use of like lack of common sense plus a lot of money has proven that a, a bad formula for Seth if these are his fashion choices that he actually thinks look good. I mean, he's not meaning it's still a better fashion sense than fucking Chris Jericho at the minute, but you know, it's not really saying much. <laughs> we don't need to this, bring this up Chris Jericho. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, he's going to be on broken spell sessions. I don't care about anything that man has to say ever. Okay, so if Rose pieces are, I think this definitely should open the show. Uh, randomly, Seth came back. He gave a speech in front of the roster. It looked like he changed. He wasn't the Messiah anymore. And then he basically just said, I am what you all need. I am your saviour. So he still was that character. Everybody okay, walked out on twist. other than Cesaro. What? That's a real twist. Just comes back. He's like, hey, I'm your friends again. And it turns out he's not. And then like, everybody walked out on except for Cesaro. And so Seth thought Cesaro was going to join him. And then Cesaro decided, nah. And then that annoyed Seth. And Seth kept going on about Cesaro wasting his potential. He, he beat Shinsuke at Fastlane because Shinsuke is Cesaro's friend. And then there was this uh, extended uh, backstage where he kept getting swung by Cesaro and people kept sharing the gif and Seth got angry because people were sharing the gif and now uh, they have a match. And I think they should open the show because Seth brought back his Burn It Down like theme. And so I think if they want this first entrance and the fans, and also they're going to have a lot of pyro the idea of the fans getting me back to being able to shout burn it down with the flames shooting up from the WrestleMania stage is the best like first entrance back you can hope for. Yeah, probably. Uh, it'll be probably the best n- match on the show bar the next match. Yeah. Uh, but this. I just say a bit Seth. Oh, I sorry, you want to say. Sorry, I think Seth should win because like, with the exception of like that pre-show match he won against Drew Gulak randomly at last year's Mania, he's not really had a big singles match at WrestleMania. And it's weird because Seth went from this thing of like fighting legends, like as part of the Shield, where they squashed Kane and the Outlaws, they fought Orton, uh, Lesnar, or Triple H. And in the last couple of years, he's randomly went this thing like, I'm going to fight my indie friends at WrestleMania. Because he fought Kevin Owens last year, and he's fighting Cesaro this year. So, you know, Seth versus... Johnny Gargano next year. Let's do it. 
Let, let's do it. But uh, coming out next, this is my favourite match on paper. Cool. This is everything. Inside a steel cage, it's Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman? <laughs> Braun Strowman. It's because I was about... I'm going to ruin my own joke. I was about to make a joke about a train. So I just started saying train instead of Strowman because I got so excited. I'm not going to do it now. Uh, it's Thomas the Tank Engine versus Daddy's Kid. It's, it's a shame, but man, the boss's son. <sighs> Big rub for Braun, uh, getting the rub off Shane. I, I mean, if Braun's anybody in the Thomas universe, he's a Gordon. We all know that. But <laughs> I'm going to beat you up, Shane. <laughs> 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 I think I scared to listen Cultaholic, but I mentioned it on a different podcast. I think uh, they should definitely take this on board and have Ringo Starr basically nadate everything Braun Strowman does. Braun Strowman was making his way to the ring. He had a lot of things to say about Shane McMahon. That'd <laughs> be so good. <laughs> this looks. This is going to be mental. Because obviously it's not going to just be well. It's going to have to be just be inside the cage actually, because those are the rules of the cage. But I hope there's a lot of weapons involved. I hope we get to see Shane. Must be is Shane fifty yet? He must be. Yeah, I think he was forty six when he came back. Okay, seeing him do a coast to coast somehow would be pretty mental. Like the thing is, everyone's probably super annoyed about this match happening. But Shane McMahon never lets us down at WrestleMania. I want to say what it's like when he beat them is because he managed to put his arm over him, which I loved at the time. That match was insane, though. Mm. (laughs) Uh, This is going to be crazy. I hope Shane somehow wins just because, like, Braun throws him through the cage. That's what's going to happen. As soon as they enter the cage match, I'm thinking, like, Shane's been calling him stupid for ages and he's going to accidentally prove him right by doing a, like, when Big Show debuting through Austin through the cage, like he's going to throw him too hard against the cage, and either the cage wall is going to fall and he's going to roll out, or he's going to. Actually, hasn't Braun already done that? Didn't Braun do that to Big Show? Yeah, but that was after the match, so. Oh, okay. I think because Big Show needed surgery, so they wanted to write him out, so they just had Braun like put him through the, the cage, and also like I said about Fastlane, I think I think it was before record, but Fastlane how it really fucked up a lot of the builds for these matches. Like you had Seth randomly beat Shinsuke and like Drew had a random match with uh, Seamus that had no stakes because they'd already announced he was going to pay it Lashley instead of making that a number one contenders thing but this match they were going to randomly have it at Fastlane and then so oh, Shane McMahon apparently injured himself during training he was also taking it and to, prove, to show that Shane was injured they showed him in the ring in his training gear holding his knee like when Peter Griffin does the ah and family guy the uh, that's basically <laughs> how they proved and so he just threw Jackson Riker and Elias in his place and let Braun beat them up <laughs> so I bet, you, I bet you regret missing Fastlane ain't you? oh so much uh, this this is going to be the match that I look out for though I hope this opens the show so that I can watch it and then turn off the show and watch Godzilla v King Kong again uh, because I don't this just sounds insane. I hope the, I hope Shane does that. I hope they flip the script. I hope they flip reverse it. And they have Shane throw Braun through the cage. 
LeBron with <laughs> he's got Shane like you topless Shane McMahon just there just looking distraught all sweaty obviously I I love like, the, the only feeling of like Shane being a dick and Colin Braun just because he's a big guy I'm sad he's not done uh, he's, what he used to do with the big show and you're like which way did he go which way did he go <laughs> this is going to be incredible uh, I hope Shane wins <laughs> he is going to win but it's going to be accidental and like, hope, hopefully Braun destroys him afterwards because like, the big mistake with the Miz thing is like Miz beat him right? he lost to the Shane beat the Miz at WrestleMania by putting his arm over him but then he's like okay they're having a cage match at mine in the bank Miz will get his come up and we'll get him his come up and here and then Shane splits so much easier he'll slip out his shirt and escape the cage yeah but they don't care about the Miz Oh, they well, we don't really know. I don't, I don't think they care about Broncos. The most high profile Bronze looked uh, at WrestleMania because, like, yeah, he, he won was, the he title. Won, yeah. He wasn't meant to, though. It was meant to be Roman. He was throwing that. He said to himself, I was getting ready to go on my car and go up to some cabin because he clearly wasn't on the card. And so they got told, oh, by the way, need you come to this belt off of Goldberg. Yeah, and then yeah. before that, being in the Battle Royal on the pre show, and he won the title with a child. They don't care about it when WrestleMania comes. This is the most high-profile Braun has ever been at WrestleMania. Yeah, now he gets to face. Now he gets to face a man with clear daddy issues. A man who poured a bucket of green slime on him randomly, which led to a lot of UK fans making <laughs> and Philip references. <laughs> he put slime on him. <laughs> Fucking hell! This is the best WrestleMania of all time already. Uh, but it's like something you'd. No, I wouldn't throw slime on him. I'd throw, like, scorpions on him. Just for no reason. And, uh, but next, for the Raw Tag Team Championships, the New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, versus AJ Styles and Omos? Omos, or as much as Jones as me and Jimmy gone. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I don't know anything about uh, Omos, so feel free to explain. Other than the fact that, according to his Wikipedia, he's seven foot three. Yeah, so like he was. Remember that uh, Viking Raiders Street Profits thing with a giant ninja? That was him. Fuck yeah! yeah. So I watch it every was, morning so to get ready for the day. He went from being a giant ninja to like security he's guard for Raw Underground. Ninja. And then he was, he just sells his bodyguard. And so what happened was, instead of doing that fast lane and making that pay-per-view worth watching, on the go-home roll for fast lane, the, the former champs were Shelton and Cedric, and they just lost to the New Day. And then literally immediately afterwards, uh, AJ almost came in and said, we're challenging you to a match at WrestleMania. Uh, and in the weeks leading up to this, the build has been basically New Day playing like games to see how well uh, AJ and Almost know each other and AJ and Almost fail and nip almost every time basically being made to look like idiots <laughs> right what so they've been doing like Mr and Mrs games pretty much yeah uh, okay why when did Just you have know. to be a good tag team to win the tag titles I don't think that there would have been an issue with WWE, to be fair. I mean, 
look at the mid two thousands. You had Kenzo Suzuki and Rene Dupree as a tag team. Oh, they were I mean, awesome. They were the best. I definitely think almost an AGR winning, and if it's possible, somehow I want a phenomenal forearm off of Omos's shoulders, please. So, has Omos ever wrestled? I know that match on TV since like, debut on the main roster. He has wrestled on some XT live events. Um, I'm assuming, I think there was a thing that, uh, last year where a bunch of big men were brought back to the performance center for further training. I think he was one of them, so he's definitely put some time in. But I think they'll structure the match in a way that makes him look better than he actually is. Okay. I mean, that's the smart thing to do, because if they believe in the guy, you don't just want to immediately expose him. Mm. But, I don't know, this, this sounds like, so it's going to be AJ Styles having to do all the work for one team, and then Kofi Kingston. To be fair, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods and AJ Styles, mm. you couldn't really find three better people to hide a big guy's weaknesses, could you? Yeah, I think the only reason they took the belts off of Hurt uh, Business was so they could break them up because they did that like last week so I was going to say the tweet that was last week and so they needed the belts off them and basically the case of well we don't really have many other teams on Raw let's put them back on the new day okay so we're going to go for AJ and Omos let's do this uh, next yeah. in another tag match uh, is as we've already alluded to Miz and Morrison versus Damien Priest and a bunny a okay. Grammy Award-winning bunny, though. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm not even interested in the match. I'm just looking forward to the entrance. Of, hey, oh, oh, my lovely horse. <laughs> the new single from MCMIZ and Johnny Trip Trip. So, I mean, ultimately, this is a celebrity in a wrestling match at WrestleMania. This is what WrestleMania was literally built on. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. uh, so, the winner is kind of a foregone conclusion. Uh, good for Damien Priest. Like, this is a pretty this is a pretty hefty spot for Damien Priest. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people assume this would be a tag match, but for some reason, like obviously, right in the middle of the build to Mania, they had Miz also win the title. And then also almost immediately transitioned back into the Bad Bunny feud. Uh, and then they didn't confirm, they had it as a singles match advertised. And then this, I think it was only this week they turned it into a tag match, but I'm assuming that the plan was always for it to be a tag match. Because like for the similar reasons to like almost like only coming in when they can like have moments that make him look good. Like Bad Bunny has apparently been doing training at the performance centre, so I assume they'll structure the spots where Priest comes in, does a lot of work, gets worked over and then makes the hot tie to Bad Bunny. You think yeah, it's not gonna be a great wrestling match. Uh but Again, much like what we just said about Kofi Woods and AJ Styles, when you got Damian Priest, The Miz, and John Morrison around you, I think we could have a good match with those three. <laughs> like if they were yeah, around us, so, so Bad Bunny's going to yeah, look pretty great. Much, yeah. yeah, so you can. Uh, as you're saying, good for Damian Priest, though, because remember he's running like the that run with the North American title, and it's called up. What are you doing? You're going to be working with Celebrity, which means you'll be guaranteed a high profile spot on Raw almost every week, and you've got a guaranteed win at your first WrestleMania. Yeah, fuck it, we'd all take it. Like, yep. Damien Priest, and I don't think, like, Damien Priest did his NXT run, and he had some. I was watching NXT at the time, and 
Yeah, I know Jimmy didn't like him, but I love Damien Priest. I thought Damien Priest was awesome. He looked cool. Still does, probably. Yeah. He had cool moves. He did those cool kicks. It wasn't that I don't think he didn't like him. I think he just didn't get what he was meant to be in because they didn't really make that entirely clear because I didn't like him at first because I knew who he was outside of WWE. I think it wasn't until he's matched with Ballard in your house that I started to actually get behind him and he started to actually impress me in the ring. And, you know, he's not one of the... Like, it's weird because I don't even know what to say. I forgot. I had a point about Damon Priest and I forgot it. Like, I don't even know if I'm going to keep that in. Well, there you go. Miz and Morrison are going to lose. Poor Miz and Morrison. They'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, next, it's, it is Bobby Lashley with MVP versus Drew McIntyre. And for the WWE Championship... Bobby Lashley, the champion. Uh, I think it's the most interesting about this. It's going to be a fine match because it's Drew and Bobby. But from my perspective, I don't know if you can make it any clearer. I don't really know who's going to win. I I think it's kind of obvious. I mean, I've seen some people say they think Bobby is going to retain. But it was interesting, actually, for a few weeks how they started this. Because, you know, you had Bobby lose the US title, but then take out Drew as part of the deal with the Miz that he would get a title shot once Miz won the title and then Miz kept trying to avoid getting in the match but then eventually he got put in the match with Lashley and got destroyed and Lashley looked like a badass for a couple of weeks but then randomly they broke up the hurt business and then Lashley was saying to a bunch of random guys on Raw anybody who can take out Drew before Wrestlemania will get a future title shot and then so randomly Ricochet and Ali kept stepping up to try and take him out then Corbin stepped up this week and Drew's beat them all so they turned Lashley from a badass to kind of a cowardly heel and broke up his faction, which was one of the best things of 2020. Well, they didn't take the break. You know, they kicked out Cedric and Shelton because they would be claiming that you know, me and Lashley are the hurt business. We started as the hurt business. We are the true hurt business. But I think the idea is that there's going to be fans this time and Drew can finally have that moment. But I remember, I think, pitching an idea but to have Sheamus win the title before Mania and then have Drew win it. And if you see their Fastlane match, their match is the reason to watch Fastlane because it was really good. And I'm not saying this won't be good, but I think there was more of a story with Sheamus that kind of threw away at Fastlane in favour of this. I mean, I wouldn't mind just from like I want to see it happen we were on about kind of the Brock Bobby match if Brock retained uh, Bobby retained and then tomorrow and not tomorrow on Monday on Raw you just have Brock's music hit that'd be interesting but uh, I think I think think Drew's moment in front of the crowd though you are are right He, he was on he was ridiculously over and then he lost. And then he kind of lost everything. In much the same way as what we're going to get to with uh, with Edge, probably on night when we talk about night two in a second. Is it someone that then had that kind of crowd, that moment taken from them in front of a crowd? Uh-huh. Like I, I was doing a piece because like uh, I was writing a piece uh, basically saying I think at some point after Mania, when Drew Wees gains the title, he should have a feud with Keith Lee when Keith Lee comes back because. Apparently, the story was that Keith Lee got some medical issues that he tried to get cleared from, uh, but apparently he was meant to win the US title instead of Riddle. 
which is sad. Also, uh, we had the chance of going to rest, his first WrestleMania as a champion, and I got taken away from him. But I was writing about, I was thinking about Drew's title reigns, and I think across these two title reigns, the only real threats have been Goldberg because of the way WWE picks them, and Randy Orton. You really think about it because I don't think a lot of people saw Edge, uh, sorry, not Edge, uh, AJ beating him at TLC. A lot of people were surprised to see him as actually was successful in his cash in. And like he's matched with Seth, Bobby, the first time they fought, and Dolph Ziggler. A lot of people basically were like, no, it'll be a good match, but it's too early in his reign. But now that he's a three tight, he'll be a three time champion. Hopefully now he can have matches that have stakes again, and you can actually go into it thinking, this guy may actually beat him for the title. Yeah, definitely. Like You could do that. If crowds are going to start to return, you could do Drew's moment. It'd be a shame for Bobby, so hopefully they would have plans for Bobby. But Drew in front of a crowd wow. would be awesome. I'd, I'd like to come to the next few to stay, keep the thing with Bobby going like in a rematch, but then add Seamus back into it with the, like, it's like a triple threat match and just let them all batter each other. Because, you know, I was, it was sad that they didn't make the Drew a Seamus thing and no one contender thing. Because as soon as they announced right before Fastlane that Drew was going to fight Bobby, you know, the outcome. Like, and then, like, there was a small part of the, the fan base that were, were saying that, oh, maybe Seamus will win. So that once Drew wins the title back, he can say, well, I beat you. I was the last person to beat you. Give me a title shot, which would have been nice. But, you know, at least Seamus has got something on night too. I'm sure Keith Lee's just going to return on the Raw after Mania. I hope so. Yeah, but the the alleged main event potentially of night one is uh, for the WWE Women's Smackdown, sorry, WWE Smackdown Women's Championship. Uh, Sasha Banks, the champion against uh, Bianca Belair, Royal Rumble winner. Mm-hmm. It's a tasty dish, this match. Uh-huh. Uh, it sounds good. I like Bianca Belair. I loved her in NXT. I loved it when she shouted at Charlotte, you don't go here. <laughs> that was incredible. And Sasha Banks is obviously an outstanding wrestler. This is going to be pretty great but it's kind of the battle of Sasha Banks who's very flippy and Bianca Belair who's super strong mm-hmm. it's real because like, there's all the debate about these two between these two matches which are main event and really when you think about it neither build been strong enough because like even before Bianca confirmed that she was going to fight Sasha which I think she did the smackdown after Chamber everybody could see it coming a mile away that that's who she was going to choose and they also the Drew Bobby thing's really only been building since the chamber as well and to build to this they've lost to Nia and Shayna twice and like there was a brief moment where Sasha looked like she was becoming a heel the de facto heel for the feud and then they went right back into that Nia Shayna thing so they've really been feuding fastly in full time and so technically they've only had a three week build so again another reason that fastly shouldn't have existed because uh, like after when Sasha like responded to Nia when Sasha was responding to Bianca, like challenging her, she came across kind of as a heel. Like you said, you're the best, you're the EST. There's only one way to be the EST, and that's to win this, which you won't do. Uh, so, like, I like the idea of Sasha being the de facto heel because, like, she plays a good heel, and a lot of people I think will be behind Bianca Belair. But, you know, like, they had a lot of opportunities to do this, but they just said, like, oh, let's have these opponents have to team each other because they'll never be able to get along. I do hate that. That is kind of like a WWE thing. The only time it's ever been good is when we got 
Batista. I need to guess. John Cena and Shawn Michaels against Batista and the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. So that was and awesome. Then, like, and then, yeah, like, Cena and Shawn Riley win the tag titles, and then they fought each other at WrestleMania, uh, which was random. But a lot of people thought they were going to win the tag titles, lead to Mania, and then defend them one night and then face the other night, which I'm glad they're not doing. Yeah, but I think this certainly on paper looks like it has the right to main event and it would be awesome to have not just the two women main event in a night of WrestleMania again, but two, we'll see colored women doing it. Mm -hmm. Like I think like Sasha also being a member of the four horsemen. I know I had this whole thing last year when we did our main review when I said like, we need to build people outside of the Four Horsewomen when people were annoyed about Charlotte winning and Becky winning. Well, they weren't as annoyed about it as they should have been. I thought about Becky winning over Shayna. But like, this is a thing where like you can have women main event and not make it seem like a token thing. Like, oh yeah, you get to main event because you're women and you, you've worked hard. Like when they first did the first ever Hell in a Cell match right out of nowhere. Like, Bianca's won the Rumble. She has the right to rate main event WrestleMania and a two-night mania, which makes sense. And... It's just a shame the story hasn't been as strong as it could have been, but I think a good match can sometimes make you forget about the terrible build to it. Oh, definitely. Like, no, one, no one remembers that Hulk Hogan defeated The Rock on the go-home show. Hulk Hogan ran over The Rock in a car. No one ever talks about that. <laughs> like No one mentions that match's build. Like For those that don't know, for those that just watched the match, the build to that match was Fucking awful. And like, WWE has one of the best editing teams when it comes to video packages you've ever seen. Because, like, you know, and they'll edit this to make it seem like it was way more epic than the build has actually been. So, like, you look at the Rock Austin My Way package because I was on a show looking back on May X Seven because it's been twenty years this year since that show. And like, a lot of people talk about that video package as one of the best video packages ever, even with the random inclusion of Deborah, which then gets. To not doesn't play a factor in the match, and yet still it comes across as one of the best video packages because the baby's editing team is that good. Yeah, hundred percent. So uh, this match is gonna be awesome. I hope it main events. Just uh, just on paper, I know I'm coming from a position and not knowing what the builds have really been like, but I hope it main events. Uh, let's move over to night two. Uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler against the. Sorry, sorry, I misread that. Sorry, uh, we're skipping over that. Riddle <laughs> uh, versus Shayna Riddle. Why is he called a Riddle? God damn it! Riddle versus Sheamus for the US Championship. This feels like when JBL faced Finlay for no reason. Well, they had a reason. It was up because of Hornswoggle. Because I think it was JBL revealed that Hornswoggle wasn't Vince's son. It was Finlay. And then tried to beat up Hornswoggle and then Finlay came to his rescue. <laughs> and then, that match is actually like, great. If people have watched it, because they do it as a street fight or a hardcore match, whatever it was. And it's just watching Bradshaw I'll, I'll and Finlay beat the shit out of each other. I've been meaning to watch it, but I think people will remember it because he takes a trash can and just launches it outside the ring at Hornswoggle. And it probably connects with him. Oh, it's outstanding. And it's kind of brutal. It's better than whatever this match will be. Yeah, like, 
Riddle obviously won the title at the uh, the Chamber. He beat uh, Mr. Ali on the kickoff for uh, the kickoff for Fastlane with that middle with the middle rope row Derek, which is his kind of jumping tombstone move. And then Ali got mad at Retribution, and Retribution beat him up and left him. Uh, and then he, yeah. basically Riddle's been, his segments are, he goes around on his scooter saying stupid things, forgetting what he's supposed to say because he's weird and a stoner. And then one t- week he got beat by Seamus. And then there was a segment where he was going on his scooter and he just randomly, Seamus ran into him and knocked him off his scooter. That's awesome. I like the scooter. I like the use of the scooter. I feel like this match could use a street fight tag to it. Like, if this uh, was Riddle be Seamus in a street fight, I'd be into it. But from you, you've just said, we've already seen this match. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, I want Seamus to definitely win the title. Maybe they can keep the feud going. Maybe after this, they'll have a rematch with the street fight. Uh, but, but yeah, I just want to see, as much as I like Riddle, I want to see him get his face kicked in by Seamus. Okay, speaking of things we've seen before, uh, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, but with the caveat with Logan Paul. Yes, that Logan Paul. I remember hearing this match as an answer. I thought, wait, like God, haven't I seen this match a lot? And then I actually remembered they remember they became a team at Hell in a Cell 2017, and they were together for like a year or so as a, a duo. The last time we saw these two fight each other, I think was a couple of weeks before Sammy's turn on SOS Smackdown, so 2017 was the last time these two fought, which is actually a longer than you'd think ago, because for a while it felt like these two were going to like constantly be fighting, because they had that match in 2016 at Battleground, where it's going to be the last time ever, two weeks later on Raw, they have a random match with Kevin Owens wins. Uh, so, so is Sammy Zane heel? Yeah, Sammy's the heel now in oh, Kevin. Okay. I think this is one of the only times that's ever actually happened. Every time, the other time they fought, Kevin's been in the heel. So it's, it's good that they've changed that up. Uh, Sammy's got his documentary about he thinks everyone in WWE is against him. And he basically he sent a tweet out. He ran, I think it was maybe a throwaway line where he said on a segment that it's going to be big numbers, it's going to be Logan Paul big. And then he tweeted Logan Paul about his documentary and Logan Paul responded to it. And so WWE got him in for it. He was on SmackDown for the premiere of the trailer for his documentary and Kevin Owens kind of interrupted it and so we led to this match. Okay. So they've got Logan Paul with the heel, which is probably a good thing. I don't think he's going to get a great reaction from a live crowd. Uh, uh, I think the only reason, the only reason this is on night two is they thought, oh, we need a celebrity for each night, so we'll have Bad Bunny one night, Logan Paul the next, because yeah, those two are on equal footing. You know, Bad Bunny's got a Grammy and all that. And Logan Paul's got a... Yeah, I don't know. He's not even a, a good video, boxer. A video with a dead man. I don't yeah, he's got a video figure. with a corpse. So, <laughs> I mean, he'll fit right in with a match coming up in a minute. But starting off in between that, uh, quick question. What is a Nigerian drum fight? Or are we just skipping over who we think is going to win between Sammy and Kevin? Oh, I don't care. Kevin? Well, Kevin's going to win because that's an idea thrown out there. That Logan Paul's, Paul's going to turn on Sammy Zane. 
Yeah, right, Logan Paul. Like Mike Tyson was a line with DX and then joined on to the end. <laughs> if he, if he, if he knocks out Samson. Well, I don't think he's going to knock him out. Cause I think that Mike Tyson compared to Zilli when they can make with the idea of the celebrity swapping allegiances, but I don't think these two are nearly the same level, but I definitely think Logan Paul will leave with Kevin Owens and Owens will win, but the only question is, Kevin Owens said he wanted to jump off the pirate ship last year and didn't get to, which is why he jumped off the sign. So, is Kevin Owens going to jump off this pirate ship? Oh, are they in the pirate ship arena? Oh, okay. Yeah, they're going back to the room in Chain Stadium with a, a limited crowd. They wanted around 40,000 people. They said, they said you're not allowed that. And so they got like 25,000 or so each night and certain sections of the arena. Uh, and also apparently they made everyone sign a waiver that Basically, I don't think it's how they phrase it, but it basically says, oh, by the way, it's not our fault if you get COVID, you pay the ticket to come here. I mean, that's a smart thing to do, because it is America, and they will sue you. It is Florida. Uh, and, like, apparently they're going right back to, like, Thunderdome after Mania, and okay. not going to be a regular thing that fans come back for, for, for a while, it's just for Mania. So what's the Nigerian drum fight? Uh, it's a match that Apollo Crews made up. When he challenged Big E, because uh, Apollo has had a couple of title shots. He injured Big E, and then he's talking about like being proud of his Nigerian heritage. And then one week, start coming out what? speaking with a Nigerian accent, which he claimed is his real accent, but he covered it up with an American accent because people would judge him by how he speaks. Uh, then they had a screw finish at Fastlane, where yeah, uh, and then like they had a match at Fastlane where Apollo Crews rolled up Big E. And then Biggie rolled over and Paul's shoulders were down and Paul got angry, feeling he got screwed and attacked Biggie again, which then sets up this Mania match. But the way they did it fast, and they didn't even show any replays, which makes you think they did fuck it up, because I'm pretty sure that like, Apollo had the pin. One, two, Biggie rolls over. The referee still counts three. Like, does he even start a new count? I don't even think. Right. But, but Apollo Cruz is going to win, I think. Okay, this sounds weird. Yeah, team chance. He's got an actual character now, which is more than I can say from the last few years. Like, is he well, just Mustafa Ali? Wasn't Mustafa Ali doing all that stuff? He was like, "You just judge me because of where I'm from and who I am." And, uh, I mean, when he was with Retribution, they did a statement which was put on a fucking YouTube exclusive, not on TV, which would have been helpful if it was on TV, where he said he explains why they were called T Bar and Slapjack. Was because he wanted to make me feel what it was like to be like him and uh, be judged for what your name is. It's also his nickname being Mustafa. Also, people there are some people in America who judge him on that. It would be a good explanation. Uh, apparently, Mustafa was going to have a singles match with Kofi Kingston originally at WrestleMania. All over Kofi Mania, basically starting after he took his spot, and then he decided not to do that. Okay. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> I hope Big E gets him with a drum. drum match. There's just going to be a load of... I mean, I'm looking forward to what uh, what his entrance is going to be like, both of them. Because I just want, I just think Apollo to have a bunch of drum players all lined down the ramp as he comes in. Maybe it sounds like it, but... Uh, so, I'm going to go for Big E. Coming up next is Randy Orton versus The Fiend with Alexa Bliss. So The Fiend's it's back. Actually the, it's actually the new Smoky Barbecue Fiend, if you've seen his look. 
I have seen his new look. He looks he looks pretty spooky. He got set on fire. Randy Orton has a previous on setting dead men on fire. Uh, so this is this is probably going to be good. The Fiend's going to get a WrestleMania entrance. Mm-hmm. I I'm not totally convinced that this isn't going to be a cinematic match. It has to be surely. I mean, I want another Firefly Funhouse match. Yeah, I guess with Randy Orton, because he's not had that many character changes, it's not going to be as interesting as with Cena. But, but there are all sorts of stories about Randy being a dick, so maybe they could highlight them, like, he's shitting people's bags, so get, have Randy Orton get given a bag with a really bad sale coming out. <laughs> you have him uh, getting dishonorably discharged from the military. <laughs> he punts Husky the big boy because he punted Husky Harris off his TV which Bray reminded us of on Twitter a few weeks ago. Yeah, he says the N-word on Twitch. <laughs> just, li- just life on WrestleMania. Maybe, maybe if he goes into a funhouse, we can see John Cena still there. <laughs> just curled up in a pool, just weeping. All his muscle is, like, deteriorated. <laughs> like, uh, like Flashpoint, Flashpoint Superman. Yeah. Really funny. Also, have you seen the for Suicide Squad? By the way, uh, being a John Cena. Yeah, but he says he would eat a beach full of dicks. Also, like a green brand trailer, which also they've toned it down. They call you peacemaker, don't they? I love peace with all my heart. I don't care how many men, women, and children I have to kill to get it. John Cena's so robotic, he's perfect for that role. Apparently that character is hilarious. Show, which I can't, he's, getting, he's on TV shows, Peacemaker, which I can't wait for. And yeah, he's getting a HBO Max show. Apparently it's a film in that show is why you won't be at WrestleMania. He said, like, I can't risk getting going to WrestleMania potentially getting COVID and then having to, like, delay the, the production of this show. I don't think we really need him. Like, having a year off of John Cena. Uh, we'll just wait. Like next year's WrestleMania, when they have a full crowd again and everything, next year's Mania is going to be insane. Like they're going to stack oh, yeah. the hell out of that. I can't remember where they are going to Texas, but I'd assume maybe they're going to try and get the, the venue they got for Mania 32, which I think is like the best venue you can get for your first full capacity WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, so that's how into this we are. I mean, the Fiend's going to win. Oh, yeah. The Fiend has to. To win, so yeah, we all sorts of spooky stuff. Like, I'd rather it be spooky, but be do it pre taped with like the Funhouse rather than like a trip doing what like, they did with the Inferno match or like when they had that match at Mayor 30, Mayor 33 with the bloody projection. So it's easier for them to do a pre taped thing, I think. And I think just the uh, the burnt look for the Fiend is just temporary, where uh, for the build, I think they're going to debut like a new look for the Fiend, like a new mask, maybe. Uh, and then they're going to turn that mask into a belt. <laughs> and they can sell that mask for insanely high prices on WWE Shop. And then print money. Uh, yeah, so for them for the Raw Women's Championship final two two matches, uh, Asuka, the champion, who just seems to always be the champion, uh, versus Rhea Ripley, who did not win the Royal Rumble. Oh, Nathan. You're going to be so sad when I tell you this. 
She did win the Royal Rumble, I believe, at one she stage. She did win the Royal Rumble? No, you're going to be so sad when I said this. Okay. Uh, do you know what, apparently, for a while, the plan was for WrestleMania with the Rollins title? No. Apparently, Lacey Evans was meant to win the Rollins title <sighs> at Elimination Chamber from Asuka, and then lose it to Charlotte at WrestleMania. Shit. That would have made everyone so mad. Oh. It would have. Isn't Lacey Evans that pregnant? we have this. Yeah, Lacey's pregnant and uh, Charlotte has COVID. But then Andrade uh, has been doing his interviews since, since his release got granted. And it basically says that there was a whole thing where Charlotte got pulled from Mania because one of the WWE daughters incorrectly diagnosed her as being pregnant. Then Charlotte went home, took a bunch of tests and said, like, I'm not pregnant. Oh, okay. I mean, mistakes happen, but... Having a Charlotte free WrestleMania is probably good for the women's division as well. As great as Charlotte is, it's good to see some fresh matchups. Apart from that tag team turmoil match, which is just garbage. Yeah, because uh, like Rhea Ripley advertised coming soon to Raw for weeks and then just showed up and challenged Asuka. And according to her, she, she was told she was going to fight Asuka at like 4pm the day she showed up on Raw. <laughs> That's pretty funny. but Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, I'm sure Rhea Ripley will be a good addition to the roster. Asuka just kind of starts to feel like that person they build up, and then she just gets to fight the new person. Have we had Asuka? Is Ronda Rousey coming back? Do we know this? I don't know if she is, but Uh, I think it was weird with Asuka's WrestleMania history because she had the match with Charlotte, which was a great match, but I think it's overshadowed by the fact that people were angry that Charlotte won. She got screwed out of her. She was apparently going to make, defend the women's the SmackDown title at WrestleMania 35 against Sonya and Mandy in a triple threat. But then got the title taken off her and put in the battle row and didn't win it. And then she opened Mania 36 and 81 with Carrie Sane in a women's title match that they lost and was very boring because people weren't used to long matches in front of no crowd. And then she's got this match, which is a featured match, the most featured match she's had since she fought Charlotte. But it does look like she's going to lose again, which means Asuka, as good as she is, will be winless at WrestleMania, which is kind of sad when you think about it, but it would be a hell of a thing for Rhea to just come in immediately and beat Asuka. Well, poor Asuka, but yeah, Rhea Ripley probably has to win, unless they're just going to do what they did to Shayna last year. And also, she's randomly a heel now, Shayna. No, no, Shayna, uh, Rhea. I think they've debuted her as the heel in this feud. I think that's probably a good idea because everyone tends to rally around Asuka. Well, I'm wondering if Rhea is going to win because I seem to confident everything there. I realised they announced that she's going to have a live performance of her theme song at WrestleMania and legit, like, I think I can count two people who have ever had a live performance and never actually won at WrestleMania because it seems to be you get a live performance, you lose your match. Triple H won at 18. Uh, Rey Mysterio at 22. The Undertaker at Alive had Limp Bizkit rocked up at one yeah. point. Well, if you think about Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, I mean, if they, they both got live song, Wanda Rousey, she lost. Chinsky uh, had uh, somebody playing a version of his theme on the guitar at Mina 34, he lost. Wow, it was a violin. Wasn't not it? Be, not be oh, not the that. violin guy. Nina oh, no. Oh, Nina Strauss. Yeah, she had the guitar, remember? She had the guitar. <laughs> and also Triple H, whenever Lemmy played him, he lost. 
and Triple H said that Lemmy once said to him, I'm going to stop coming to watch your matches. He said, well, why? Because every time I come and see you, you lose. What a loser. <laughs> oh, well, Rhea. Rhea's going to break break that streak. Surely you can't do it to people <laughs> twice in, in two years. You can't have Shayna lose last year and then Rhea debut and lose. Or, or are we saying this rest this time next year, Rhea Ripley and and Nia Jax will be a dominant tag team. Maybe. But I wonder if, like, I think Charlotte was then meant to fight Asuka for the title. I don't know if Rhea would have been slotted in a triple threat, which I think would have been good, but I definitely think as soon as Charlotte comes back, they're going to restart their feud and let Shayna, let, sorry, I don't know why I keep saying Shayna, let Rhea get her win back. Maybe because I'm concerned that they're going to book Rhea the same way they book Shayna. Uh, well, speaking of slotting into a triple threat, uh, it's time for the main event of the evening. Uh, Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Universal Championship. Are you excited? I am, but uh, what I love most for this feed is the memes that's inspired the People keep taking things and slotting Daniel Bryan into them, like Kong v Godzilla versus Daniel Bryan, or like the SmackDown v Raw post uh, video game versus Daniel Bryan. Or there was one that said uh, it's a face-off logo with Daniel Bryan in the middle. Uh, or there was one that said first God created Adam, then he created Eve, then he created Daniel Bryan to make it a triple threat match. This is going to be an outstanding match, and I've not watched Edge's kind of return matches other than the Royal Rumble, both Royal Rumble performances and one against Randy Orton. But I feel like, given that he's 72, slotting Daniel Bryan in there probably isn't a bad idea to make this a pretty great WrestleMania main event. Yeah, I think there were apparently that we had some concerns about Edge not being cheered. Uh, at WrestleMania for the life crew because he's a part-timer, which I think is weird. If you just pulled reminders of the story of him coming back and wanting to finish out his own terms, and like, I think this is like the anniversary, April will be the anniversary of his retirement and him wanting to win back the title. Nah. Well, well, like, and then also he had the Brian feud, and then Brian randomly said, well, I, I've wrestled more than Roman or Edge has in the last few months and just in the last few weeks. And like, surely, Brian, if, you, if anyone understands what Edge has been through, it should be you. And then Brian's guessing, like, no, I should be in the main event. And, and then Edge is slowly but surely been turning heel because he's also frustrated about his moment being ruined and taken away with Brian getting slotted in. Which I think, if this leads to Edge v. Brian after me with Edge as the heel, I think it would be really good because Edge actually is, does work better as a heel. Uh, but, you know, uh, also Edge has only had one match since the Rumble. I think it was against Jew, so an episode of SmackDown. So he could be the guest enforcer for. Roman v. Brian at Fastlane, and then he, he screwed Brian out of the match. I think there is a point to what Dodder is saying because wrestling fans do have a long history of just starting to boo people after a while. Like, especially uh-huh. when they don't wrestle like every single week. So, I don't think that's a bad call. And look, if you're adding Daniel Bryan to something, you're going to get a better match out of it. Yeah, and I so, think. Edge has always done his best work as a heel as well. I think because also Brian wanted to get in, wanted to be added to the main event, 
when a part-timer had won the Rumble. I think a lot of people were then thinking about when Brian was last floated into the main event WrestleMania when Batista won the Rumble, but you can't really compare the two because like, WWE wanted to use Batista on the tail to then let him take the belt on his promotional tour for Guardians so they could get some crossover publicity. Uh, whereas Edge actually wants to help uh, the, the product, help other people get over and also tell good stories. So you can't really compare the two. And like a lot of people have unfairly been criticising Edge and he, him winning the Rumble. And also for those reasons, I was against the triple threat and putting Brian in. But again, with the possibilities of what this could lead to, I've become more okay with it as times went on. So I think I'm going to go with Edge winning because I think, I definitely think Roman's losing. And I think for what it could serve, I think Edge should win when Brian has the match won. And Edge should like spear him and then steal the win. Yeah, I think it's more interesting if Edge or Daniel Bryan win. Like, I think that leads to a better story. Like, you could have... It's weird that Roman Reigns, kind of from what you're saying, sounds like he's been a bit overshadowed. He has, like, a little bit. Uh, I think they were trying to force Adam Pearce and making it Edge versus Bryan on night one. And then the winner faces Roman on night two, but then Adam Pearce decided, no, it's going to be a triple threat. Uh Maybe, I think you could eventually see what you can do with this trial G character without the title. Like, maybe they set up qualifying matches for Money in the Bank, but he then demands to just be automatically slotted in Money in the Bank. I think that could be interesting. Yeah, it depends if you want to go the full Brock Lesnar route with him. That's the only thing. But, yeah, Roman Reigns kind of, I don't know, doing that. And then maybe Daniel Bryan wins, so we get Edge just goes unhinged, rated R superstar. I want to pitch you an idea, though. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first entrance is Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan comes out, does his usual yes movement entrance. Then you get Roman Reigns. Then Edge's music hits. You get the you think you know me. Bam, 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 bam. Out walks Lita. <laughs> and she comes down to the ring with Edge. I did see another one Daniel Bryan was added to it. Uh, a clip, an uh, uh, image from the live sex celebration with Brian on the bed doing his yes. <laughs> and I just said, I just passed as I group that thing scenes when they recreate this with Roman in the later role. <laughs> but no, imagine but that. I imagine that. I would also like to pitch you an idea of, for after us. I said, Edge v. Brian, the whole story of two guys who have nothing to lose because they've already been forced to retire. I think you culminate it at, say, like Extreme Rules. And like some sort of TLC match. Uh, Roman wins by in the bank. Brian finally beats Edge. Roman catches it on Brian. <laughs> Brian has to chase the title again. Yeah, I mean, it works. Let's do it. We have the best ideas. <laughs> Let's just keep Brian chasing. Just keep Brian chasing the title. Uh, I think you legitimately could do what they did with Edge v Taker when they had the main event WrestleMania and then later down the year they just kept the story going and then it was like the, then they they main evented SummerSlam that year but it was without the title so maybe you could just have Roman win and just keep the Edge v Daniel Bryan thing going I think it's one of the only matches that's ever like main evented WrestleMania and SummerSlam in the same year I think there's another example of it happening back in the Sefi Taker, so Sefi Rock. But that didn't main event mania, did it? No, it opened uh, the show. I mean, the matches that have happened, or the people who have been involved in it, like 
Triple H and Rock were both part of a four-way at WrestleMania 2000, and then at SummerSlam that year, they were in a triple threat with Angle. I don't think the exact same match, like, obviously not the exact same, mostly SummerSlam had a had a stipulation added to it, but, like, the idea of, like, the same one-on-one match happening in the main event of both uh, shows. Yeah. I'm sure it's happened somewhere. I'm going to think about it. Probably. Uh... Yeah, that's WrestleMania night one and night two. It sounds like it's going to be a pretty epic show. It does sound pretty good uh, as we go through it. Yeah, I think we've, yeah, I think like WrestleMania thirty one. I think is one of the best recent WrestleManias, and the build to that was horrible. So I think coming out of it, we'll have a lot to say about it. Mostly positive, I hope, and we'll forget what the build ever happened. Yeah, it's just it's it's not about the journey; it's about the destination. Mm-hmm. The, destination is a nigerian drum fight <laughs> the scenes when that main events night too i think i've seen a lot of people saying they find it very suspect that uh, coming to america too did on amazon <laughs> apollo started this accent have you watched coming to america it's like the sequel of course i have it's got wesley snipes in it <laughs> of course he, he steals I mean, every scene he's in he absolutely robs it he steals everything. <laughs> I mean, it's, I think it's decent, you know. Uh, I've, got, I've got a friend whose favourite movie is the first, like, coming to America. Uh, like, I do like Eddie Murphy. Like, he's obviously not had a good history of films, like, recently, but, like, he was good in this. Because, like, you know, he's still, like, my, my daughters, they keep me up to date on current trends. I, I, this is my outfit, on fleek. Yeah, people <laughs> don't say on fleek anymore. I enjoyed my time being on fleek. <laughs> That's how we're going to end the WrestleMania preview by talking to coming to America. <laughs> Jesus, what's your prediction for match of the event? Just ma- between match one and two, what are you, where are you putting your money? What's going to be the best match? What what best match in one? Ma- best match, best match overall. Best match of the whole weekend. Just best match of the whole weekend overall. That's tough. I'll, I'll see the triple threat on night two. I'll see that. Okay, I'm gonna go for Braun Strowman versus Shaman Man. Of course, you fucking are. It's I gonna should be the just best. Play Nigerian drum match. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna before we go. I'm gonna Google Nigerian drum. Also, uh, oh, there's not even a fun-looking drum. We may as well talk about it while we're here. Uh, have you seen the the car for Stand and Deliver both nights? The hell is Stand Oh, NXT TakeOver? No. Uh, I'll read you, you the matches up, here. Okay. I was going to say, I'll read out the matches quickly. We don't have to do it as in-depth as we clearly just have here. Okay, I'll give you here. a uh, naught to 5 rating, depending on how good I think it'll be. Okay. Do you want me to get the match? Up for you, can I look at Okay, go. Um, this is fantastic radio, by the way. It's okay, none of this bit will be in the podcast. When was it? I don't know, we'll keep it in. When was the, when, when's the next Make of Men going up, Nathan? Uh, it's going up soon. We're going to record it this, this, this weekend. We've got a big, oh, big yeah, uh, yeah. news we'll show. Okay. <laughs> So I just wanted to be a dick. I had the card up. 
Okay, night one. It's gonna be night one's gonna be Wednesday. It's kind of part of NXT. Oh, it's just like and two next... two nights as well. Fuck yeah. Uh huh. Okay. okay, night one. Uh, Pete Dunn versus Kushida. Uh, like a free. Uh, Walter versus Tommaso Chamber for the UK title. Jesus, uh, out of five, I guess a seven. I think Walter's definitely going because they've already you know, the next night they're doing some like special episode of NXT UK where Walter's fighting Rampage for the title. This is clearly repeated, but Rampage is clearly winning that one. So <laughs> like when Rick Rude showed up on two shows on one night. There's too much wrestling. And then NXT next week moves to Tuesdays, and and then Impact now on a Thursday. AEW had a new show. I don't. I'm starting to hate wrestling. There's too much of it. Anyway, uh, there's a six-man gauntlet eliminator match. The winner goes on in eight two to fight Johnny Gargano for the North American title. We have Leon Ruff, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Bronson Reed, Cameron Graham, Dexter Lumis, and Ellie Knight, formerly Eli Drake. Okay, uh, I'll go for I'll go for LA Knight. I don't know who he is. Eli Drake. Thought you were giving it a not point, not to five. Oh, sorry. Uh, like a two. That doesn't sound that interesting. Uh, the tag titles have been vacated because I've got injured, so now it's MSK versus Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde, aka the team that's going to take the pin, and Grizzled Young Vets. <laughs> Who are MSK? Uh, Wesley and NASCAR. They won the Dusty Cup. They were formerly the Rascals Impact. Nas- Nash Carter. Oh, he's in NASCAR. And Wesley. Alright, so... Uh, I don't know, I'm assuming they're going to win then. Well, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to give it a f- two and a half. And the main event of night one is Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez for the women's title. Oh, it's like when Shawn Michaels faced Diesel. Um, like a four. That'd probably be pretty good. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's, forward to that. It does sound pretty good. Rafael Gonzalez always seemed cool. Uh, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart versus Kenneth Lurie and Indy Hartwell for the women's tag team titles. I don't know who Indy Hartwell is. For the women's tag team titles? Wait. Yeah, did you not hear me say that I... I, I said I had a whole spiel about NXT bringing in tag titles. Oh, you did. Ball. Okay. Never mind. Do you not okay. listen to me on this whole fucking podcast? There's too many things to remember. <laughs> it's like four it's nights. Ago. It's like four nights of wrestling to think about. All right. Uh, like a two. Doesn't sound that interesting. Hey, Johnny Gargano versus whoever wins the Eliminator. Oh, it'll probably be like a three. I think I think I have Loomis winning then he's got a ladder and then fighting him the next night and winning it. Uh, we've got a ladder match. Uh, Jordan Devlin and Santos Escobar the current the undisputed cruiserweight champion. Ooh. Isn't Jordan Devlin a, a naughty boy? Allegedly for the purposes of the podcast but I heard, I've heard so yes. Okay. So, let's hope, let's hope, hope Escobar win. wins uh, and I'm going to give that a minus one. Just because Jordan Devon is there. Do you know how they, they, convert, how they set up this being a ladder match? It's like Chelsea had 
the the Devlin come over. The, the, the Devlin come over, and he, he was wrestling and calling Escobar as the fake champion. And then they had a face off, and then Shawn Michaels randomly came out and slid a ladder in the ring, and that's how they set up, up being a ladder match. <laughs> He just said, hey, remember that time I fought Razor Ramon and spilt? They should have had Mick Foley come out and do it. And just been like, no tables, yes ladders, no chairs. Oh my. Right here, in a capital wrestling center. <laughs> okay, we've got two more left, and I'm sure, I'm sure this is going long, but uh, Kevin O'Reilly versus Adam Cole in an unsanctioned match. Oh Jesus! All right, like a, let's give that a ten out of five. Uh, and the main event of night two, even though I think the Unsanctioned match should be the main event, uh, Finn Balor defends against Karrion Cross. Hmm. You see, I like Finn Balor. I like Scarlet. Karrion Cross is a bit boring. Hmm. Uh, whenever I've seen it but it'll probably be pretty good so it doesn't sound like it's going to main event though I feel like Kyle O'Reilly v Adam Cole is going to main event but I don't know I'm going to give it I'm, I'm going to give it a free anyway, I'm quite looking forward to, to stand and deliver and like I, I know I like see all this too much wrestling but like the next five nights I am probably going to enjoy them very much but, you know, oh, you love it. it! Stop whinging. You I, I absolutely do. love it. I do, but like, I had all this. I had, buddy. I had to watch a show on Sunday for New Japan because I do a New Japan versus SSR where Will fucking Osprey won the IWGP World Heavyweight Title. Do we not like oh, Will Osprey? Oh, I can't talk about why we shouldn't like Will Osprey. Is he a naughty boy as well? Well, not, he's not a naughty boy. Let's say he is close with a naughty boy and and, and kind of defended said naughty boy. Let's, let's, let's put in between, like, let's say Randy Orton is just a dick, but he's never done anything too bad. So on a scale of Randy Orton to Velveteen Dream, where is Will Ospreay? not Velveteen Dream. I think he's, let's just say, some, he, he's friends with somebody who is, is a naughty boy, person who is a naughty boy too, came forward about it. And, well, let's see, Will Osprey tried to paint her as a liar. Oh, well, that looks really good for New Japan. Well done, New Japan. Uh, yeah, thanks for taking the first uh, Thanks for taking the World Heavyweight Day old school episode and playing on this cunt. He's now going to be a bit of probably a Tokyo Dome show against Okada. Yeah, I'm so angry about this and I plan on ranting on this. But when I eventually do that, New Japan podcast, which I'll plug in a minute, but I know, oh, he didn't do anything. He's still a great wrestler. Of course he's a great wrestler, and annoyingly I have to talk about how good a wrestler he is, but I don't care who you are. You defend somebody who's a naughty boy, you're not. You're just as bad. If you defend them, and you... <sighs> but WrestleMania looks like it's going to be a good show. Yeah, WrestleMania. I'm looking forward to WrestleMania. There's no naughty boys in WrestleMania. The WrestleMania yeah. won't be, probably won't be as good in Thunderdome. No, but if you want, if you like your wrestling without naughty boys, then uh, WrestleMania looks like it's the place to be. I mean, you just got Randy Orton; he's a bit of a dick. <laughs> but at least yeah. he's nice about yeah, it. Yeah, you're naughty. 
Yeah, if you want your, your naughty boys, you probably should watch NXT UK, because... <laughs> well, it's weird, they, they fired two of two people who were naughty, and then they get one or two people who are allegedly naughty. <laughs> you can't fire people who are allegedly naughty. I don't know if we're going to get sued. I think we'll just probably get, like, a cease and desist in the mail. Stop calling everyone naughty boys. <laughs> Well, we're trying. To, well, I think this is the nicest way we can we can say you. You're the one who said from the scale of Randy Orton to Velveteen Dream. I was trying to get a reference point. I don't know what Will fucking Osprey is up to. He doesn't break into my stratosphere of watching Godzilla v Kong. He's nowhere to oh, be seen on that. <laughs> Funny if he just rocked up randomly. He's just in a scene. He he beat he beat Kong and Godzilla as well. The prick. <laughs> Anyway, uh, that was our preview of WrestleMania, and I don't remember what Takeover was called. And uh, don't watch New Japan. I guess is the message. Instead of watching oh, no. that New Japan show, watch uh, just Zack Snyder's Justice League again. If you watch New Japan, just just know that the champion is a prick. Champion's a naughty boy. Support oh. Jay White. He's a true world champion. <laughs> anyway, Scott, uh, before let the people know where they can find you and what you got going on. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Scott McLean1996. You can find me here. Uh, I've been doing well, not as much wrestling stuff recently because it's been a while since Nathan and I have talked. Uh, so it's nice for us to ramble incoherently again. Uh, I'm jo- I've joined uh, Carl on the Mandalorian pod. Uh, most recent one was quite long because we were talking about not only the episode but we heard about some news regarding the new Obi-Wan Kenobi TV series and the Bad Batch animated show which is a spin off of the Clone Wars that's debuting on May the 4th. Uh, also, you can find my other podcast, Scott Paul's Round Podcast, at SPRAM. We've got an Impact podcast coming up soon. I'm sure we'll talk at some point about the fact that Impact's moving to Thursdays now. Uh, Eat Sleep Suplex, we treat do a lot of work with them. We've got, we've got, they've got feature shows coming out. They've got one up now about Raw after WrestleMania and the best moments in that. I'm going to be on their next feature show about the career of China and the week following that, they've got a show that I'll be on as well eh, about Dark Side of the Ring. Eh, East Meets West is a show I do monthly for them about Japanese wrestling and I'll surely be ranting and raving about why it was a stupid decision to put the belt on Osprey. And also I do a show called Saturday Draft Live eh, for them where we basically do a fantasy draft and the, uh, this, in our latest season it culminates at Wrestlemania I'm not going to win but I am going to probably finish in the middle of the uh, the table so hopefully if NXT TakeOver goes my way because I've got a lot of people on that card in my team uh, and then at some point next week we do we get to do our selection show which is the best thing as part of the draft where we get to pick our teams and start all over again uh, so yeah I've got a lot going on there and also with the SR we've got on Wednesday before stand an hour before stand and deliver, I think it is uh, at least around about ten PM or so UK time we're doing a special Facebook and YouTube uh, live preview. And uh, we're doing the same for both nights of WrestleMania. So a lot of good stuff happening on this podcast feed and their Facebook and YouTube. Uh, also they've got a series called Book It Over There where basically it's a fancy booking based off and the winner becomes the first ever holder of the Booker T Rofe. I'm not on the final, I got put out in the first round, but the final is up on YouTube now, if you want to check that out. 
what stuff happening with the environment? I'm very busy and I've started a new job. I've got a new dog. He's adorable. He's called Dexter. It's WrestleMania season. It's a busy, it's a, everyone knows it's the busiest time of the year to be a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, forget the rest of this. Jimmy, but, uh, still, he? not even here. Yeah, Jimmy's so busy. He's too busy to talk to us. Come uh, back, Jimmy. What have we done? Was it something I said? Was it Nathan? It was me. It was definitely what me. What have you done? <laughs> Oh, well, you can find me at Nathan Greenaway. I don't do as much wrestling stuff, so I don't have as much going on. But you can uh, hear me weekly talking about football or soccer if you're in if you're in America or that part of the world on Plus at a Time, which is on Project Dit, Dit at Project D I T S every week with my co-host Dara. Uh, I will be on night two of Dit's WrestleMania stream as well, so come over to Twitch Project Dit's again and watch WrestleMania with me if you if you really really want to. Uh, yeah, that ain't sport. My other comedy scripted podcast will be back soon with a very special episode uh, that will be up probably next uh, early next week when you whenever you're hit listening to this. Uh, the Naked Men podcast is still on Rogue Opinions. So it'll be back this weekend. Uh, I've been pushed back slightly for all the WrestleMania stuff and and everything. But other than that, not not a lot else going on. Not as much as you, Scott. I'm not as busy as you. Yeah. I started a new job as well. You know, I'm a busy boy. That's like the fifth um, time you've mentioned that. <laughs> we get it. You got a job. Well, um, I didn't have a job for a long, embarrassingly long time, so I'm proud of that fact. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Scott. Everyone give Scott a round of applause to end the podcast. Also, we'll, we'll do a poll. We'll put a picture of Nathan's dog and my dog and see who the people think is the cutest dog. Oh, we're going to have a cute off. Uh, mine is a tragic backstory, so. My dog is neutered. <laughs> that's, that's tragic, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, we didn't do it. We, 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 All right, guys, before this ends up in, in dog neuter talk, I'm going to end this podcast. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. We have to lose that sax solo.